You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin, Tatiana King-Jones, and Jeff J. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben Amin, and For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And what's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. Hey, you like that? It's Arsenio. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold up. This is the For All Nerds Show, the voice of the urban geek, the podcast dedicated to geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your host, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Premium Peter Parker, Chris Radnorock, Buzz Outchia, yeah. Black Black Goliath, Yolo Baggins, Arsenio Holodeck. You like that? You like very that? Nice. Very nice. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, that was like my rock intro where he's like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not the greatest catchphrase of all time. You ever seen that one where <laughs> yes. the rock like does everybody else's catchphrase? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. He was a genius, yo. No one, and I mean no one, delivers a promo like the rock. But, yes, sitting in the second chair tonight, we have. Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Lambo Calrissian, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, Jay Prince of All Saints, and Baptin Ameriba. <laughs> My, that's, that's all summer. I love that one. I can't believe I came up with that one, and you it still did. makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. And I was like, no, I got to take that one. Yeah. You got that one. Just like you blessed me with Buzz Outchia. Yeah, man. You know, we just, we look, we just we just give each other gifts because this yes. is what we do on this show. This is what we do. And then we give our listeners gifts because they are sitting out here listening to this wonderful show. Yes. They're subscribed on iTunes, on Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> that dope ass platform that, you know, you should get some of that in your life. If you're not, <laughs> SoundCloud, you know, YouTube. TheForAllNerds.com, you know, always popping with new articles, everything. You know, yes. it's a whole brand. I hate saying brand, but, it, you know, it's a collective. There's a lot of people involved in making this magic happen on the For All Nerds spaceship in all its various incarnations. Tons of people. And the doors are always open for more to join. If you want mm. to contribute an article, if you want to roll with us to an event, if you want, if, whatever. You have any ideas, if you're creative, you do video, you do sound, whatever you do, hit us up. Contact mm-hmm. at ForAllNerds.com. Yes, and actually someone hit us up uh, asking about the intern position, you know, like, yes, yeah, someone did hit us, so we might have to check on that, you know, if anyone else is looking to be an intern, 
you know, or any, I mean, intern, we, you know. We, we can give you college credits, okay? We are we are super official. We can do the paperwork, man. We can do the paperwork, and not only can you get college credits, you can get a whole lot of other things, you know, mm-hmm. just being in this circle of trust, you know, being close to this greatness. <laughs> that. I'm just saying, it just happens. You know, things happen when you hang out with Buzz Outchia <laughs> and Bath in America. But, you know, speaking of Buzz Ouchie, your boy Ben, I mean, finally got to see uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, I'm so jealous. I still have not. I've been running around ragged. Yeah. I know it's just as amazing, beautiful as I think it is. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything from it, you know, because I went in pretty much. I, I don't even know if I peeped any of the trailers for that matter. Like, I didn't know Jet Squad. You know, I think I peeped one of the trailers. I'd seen. Yeah, because I'd seen, um, yo, Bo Peep still. I couldn't believe this was still in the movie when Bo Peep talking about um, toys get lost every day. B. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I could not believe they came with that. Bo Peep is OG, so OG I expect that. G gangsta, you know, shout out to Killer Cam with the, you know, die every day B. You know how it goes <laughs> down. But uh, Toy Story 4, I will say this, is what I was most worried about was the fact that I felt like Toy Story 3 was such a perfect ending. Agreed. You know, just, just so incredible, such a perfect ending to a trilogy. But Toy Story 4 tells a very necessary story, and it's very well done. And I've been peeping, there's been videos, the insider did this video about the magic of Pixar, talking about their storytelling throughout their films. And then I saw this other video talking about how Pixar's, like, you know, animation and everything has improved through each of their movies, showing mm-hmm. how each of their movies, they learned some new trick that they applied to the next movie and how it just kept growing. And I'm sitting there watching Toy Story 4, and there is a moment early on in the movie where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. do you see what these are doing on this <laughs> screen right here? Oh, my God. You know, I know that these animators were sitting back like, wait till these niggas see this shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like no, dog. I you, know they were. Yo, shout out to Frank Abney. Could you imagine he up in there in the Disney booth drawing and saying, wait till these niggas see this shit? <laughs> yo, dog. Straight up. Meanwhile, yeah. niggas is like 10 and 11. So. It, it, it's, it's just like, like Love. Questlove was uh, talking about how there's this moment on one of the Jackson 5 album or on Blame It on the Boogie, I think, where if you listen to the beginning of it, you can hear one of them say, wait until the Bee Gees hear this. You know, because the Bee Gees were killing it with the harmonies back then. And so they were like, wait until they hear this, you know. And so it's the same type of thing. I know the animators of Toy Story 4 were sitting there looking at it because there is a moment where it's like the lighting, there's rain effects. There's so much going on. I don't want to say too much, but it is so sick. And all of the movie uses, I mean, there's there's moments for Bo Peep, you know, towards the end where I was like, oh, just like the way things are moving off her skin, everything. Just the way it looked like, like you said, it's been, it's advanced enough where it still maintains the aspect of them being toys, Mm -hmm. but there are realistic effects happening on top of it. And like you said, like the the way clothing moves on them, the way material looks, the way the difference between cotton and yarn and and the way that you can see and almost, it feels tactile, even though you're not touching anything. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, No, so sick. Like. Everything that 
was happening around Bo Peep. Everything, just the, what a, what's the best part about it to me is, like I said, is that the story is very necessary to be told, but it's also functioning as if it's like a show off, a tour de force, you know, whatever you want to call it, of everything that Pixar has done up until this point. That's what mm. really made it so dope to me. It's kind of like how Endgame is like a celebration of the MCU. This is kind of a celebration of everything that Pixar has done. And then also just shows you that they have so much in store for the future, obviously. Because, oh, wow. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. And it it's very well done on a lot of levels, like as a storytelling. But I don't want to spoil too much of that. It's, you know, it's not like it's some revolutionary idea of a story or anything like that. But never ha- it doesn't always have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be good and it has to be well done. And that's what it is. And there are some, you know, surprises and things of that nature where I didn't see this coming or I was thinking that it would go another way, but it went a different way. And that's what I mean in doing it well done and telling your story. Mm. Yeah. So, no, I definitely, I mean, obviously they already made all the money in the world this weekend. You know, it's going to keep on making money. And, you know, anyone who knows about any of these toy stories is going to go see it, you know, eventually at some point. So we'll definitely talk about it more next week once you've seen it once more. Or the listeners have seen it yes. and we can go into everything because I loved it, though. But I, but I appreciated the spoiler free review. Mm-hmm. I would rank it. I think three is still my favorite. Probably three, one, four two maybe i could see that three with th- all of them being super excellent you know yeah. films I, yeah I, I i had agreed with the order with you just three just crushes my soul every time <sighs> crushes before got me two. there were some moments you know but three is a soul crusher like it's yeah <laughs> that's like it's on the you know there's always pixar always got some soul crushing thing going on you got mm. you know, the, the up the opening of up mm. that um what is it uh inside out I'm on the plane, like you know how they say. Well, I, why am I in the club crying? I'm on the plane crying, watching wow. Inside Out. Like, <laughs> I still haven't seen Inside Out. I read the oh. script for it. Yeah, I read. I've already read the script, it. and the script f me up. You know, if, I, I was in tears reading the script. If the script f you up, add that with the visuals. Yeah, I, I was. I think I was on my way overseas, and it was worse because mm. I just and because you know there's there's foreigners looking at me like, well, what the hell's wrong with you? So. And you got nowhere to go. No. Like, and then you got six hours to sit on this and think about it. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, I'm excited to see Toy Story four, and they, you know, it's just they just did it again. I mean, how much? I mean, it just came out this week, right? Yeah, just this weekend. Uh, Number one, right away. And think, how much money have they made so far? I think I over $150 million, I would, you know, assume. Already? Yeah, of God. Course. Well, you're right. Yeah. It has been a week. Yes. Uh, Well, shit, hasn't really been a week. It came. Well, yep. Oh, oh, Jesus. As of Mon- as of Tuesday, excuse me, it's made $155 million. There you go. Wow. Winning. Wow. Shout out and to shout out to Tom Hanks who knows who who knows how to play whist according to <laughs> have you seen that interview? I, I couldn't press play just because of my overall dislike of For Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah, I know. so I'm just I know. like Argh. Tim Allen is trash. It is no. I saw I saw up to you know when Zilla said you know both of you get your black card and I know inside Zilla was crying laughing. But, you know, it was like, come on. You can't say. Yeah. No, he didn't say both of you. He was talking He did to say both of you. He, he was I talking didn't say to both of you. He said. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say personally, me, myself, personally. Yep. 
nobody non-black is getting a black card and mm. and i'm not extending invites to the cookout like y'all can stop that shit now like like it's wild corny when y'all do that and like and and everyone has overdone it for like the last five years like wow it was funny the first i don't know 100 times y'all did it but please stop mm. thank you i, I agree you know, <laughs> I, I, that, that's all I Sorry. can say on that. Thank um, you. Please clap. <laughs> oh, all right. You. Yeah. You're excited for Toy Story 4, but how do you feel about Michael B. Jordan? And this is really, you know, kind of old news. I feel like it's I guess old it's, new news. I guess it was finally confirmed this week. It's still not confirmed. So. Oh. Okay, so let me. So what we're talking about is you. A lot of you guys know that there, uh, some news article came out again this week about Michael B. Jordan going to star in the new Matrix movie, and the fact that why this is old new news is because we all knew this Matrix sequel was coming, um, but there was it wasn't confirmed whether or not um, Lana Wachowski or the Wachowski siblings as a unit would even be involved in it. That was still had had been up in the air at first. But now everybody's saying, yeah, Lana Wachowski is definitely going to direct. Um, and that supposedly Mark Michael B. Jordan will star and take over from Keanu Reeves. Um, because early on when the talks first started, like years ago, Keanu said the only way he'd come back is if the Wachowskis would be directing. And at the time, Lana Wachowski, nor, like neither of them were even involved in it. So he was, you know, Keanu was like, yeah, see y'all later. I'm about to do this other shit. But um, now, seemingly that Lana is signed on, everyone's like, oh, okay, this is some real shit. So for me, I'm a huge The Matrix fan. Huge, huge, huge. I'm the, I'm the idiot that ran around getting the box sets, getting, like, all the extra behind the scenes. Like, I had, like, it was, like, a hundred... $20, $150 box set that I got for a gift that had like mm. all the movies and all the behind the scenes that had the Animatrix in it. Like I knew, I knew and know everything, everything, everything about the Matrix. Yes. So oh, I, was, I was right there with you before the yeah. second one dropped. Oh, it, it, before the second oh. one dropped, I was like, insert everything into my veins. Right. Like anything I could get about the Matrix after, before the second one. Before I reloaded. Yes, because then... I needed it. And then. <laughs> Well, see, yes, I even though I'm a huge fan of this series as a whole, I still find Reloaded deeply flawed and and Oof. just just deeply flawed. To say that least. car chase, that car chase. Oh, that was oh, still fire, God. right, right, right. Ugh. But it's, it was still the worst of the bunch, um, obviously. But yeah, that's what really. I, I think Revolutions is even. I think well, I like I like Reloaded well, Revolution, more. Revolutions was boring for that ridiculous dialogue. With like the architect and all that. Well, was that reloaded? Whatever. No, that's reloaded. Yeah, the architect dialogue was was ridiculous. But yeah, um, ridiculous, but hilarious in retrospect. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was like you don't have to talk like that, man. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what's happening with it. So now, what is getting people up in arms, including myself? And I think this is not necessarily like I said, nothing has been really confirmed because a lot of these news outlets are using this terminology interchangeably, and it's not interchangeable. We've seen I've seen the word reboot pop up a lot and it has to be clarified that there's never been a confirmation. This is a reboot. One, two, if it was a reboot, I find that as a mistake, because like, why would you reboot a movie that literally is about machines and technology and all that stuff? Like, it doesn't make sense in line with the story. Uh, I, wait, I disagree. Because no, 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 when I say no, no, when I say reboot, I'm talking about retelling the whole story all over again, not in the sense of if you're talking about in the sense of what I believe it should be is yeah. the Matrix itself is rebooting 
Yes. And then there's a new the one. That makes sense to me. I'm talking yes. about if, if the people who are saying they're really literally going to do the whole story again, but just with Michael B. joining it. No, I don't want that. No, I don't need that. That that's that does nothing for nobody. I doubt the Wick Chowskis would ever do that. I, I agree. So yes. I don't. I don't. And but when but the reason why I bring that up is because when Alvis used the word reboot, that's what people think, and mm-hmm. inc- including myself initially, you think, oh, they're doing the whole thing again with some tweaks here and there, but and with a different person in the in the front. But I'm 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 pretty sure that's not what they're talking about i'm pretty sure that if the word reboot is being used it's really like literally in the context of the the world of the matrix it's the reboot of the actual matrix itself um, uh, which would make sense yeah and there's two things that i really want to say about this because we had a post on instagram uh our for all nerds account that went absolutely crazy this week with comments so many comments yeah man like just whap 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 at one after the other, and a lot of people are talking about how why doesn't have Hollywood have any new ideas? Womp womp womp. All right, and one thing I want to say about that first off is that there's no such thing as an original idea. Not only in Hollywood, just in general. Like any idea you have for a story is going to be influenced by other stories. There's really only like I think most people break it down to like five or seven types of stories that are ever told. Mm-hmm. And everything else is a variation on that. And then it's like everything is influenced by something else. Now, the Matrix in particular, it, there's this, uh, I, want, I don't want to say urban rumor, but idea or whatever that this black woman wrote it and it was stolen from her, et cetera, et cetera. And I've, as much as I've looked into this, this seems to be complete nonsense and like just one of those rumors. But the actual fact about it is the matrix is a lot of it is stolen or borrowed from i don't know how you want to call it influenced by this book the invisibles that's written by grant morrison Mm. and grant morrison has even talked about this before how people who were on the set told him how everyone was carrying around a copy of the invisibles how the wachowskis especially made people read the invisibles and there's sequences straight out of the invisibles comic book that are in the matrix like when neo first jumps and falls to the ground that's all in the invisibles and there's multiple other sequences and morrison also talks about how the problem with the matrix is after the first film they didn't have anything else to take from and that's why the second two films become kind of redundant and become more like homages to to old films that you've Mm. seen before like you know a war film and like he talks about they become more this judeo-christian terminology where it's like neo becomes like the savior instead of what they were saying in the first film that everyone is the savior you know that it's in all of us to grow and learn and become you know one with ourselves and learn how to use this stuff so you're saying they ran out of material to your jack yeah yeah kind of you know and i've i haven't read all of the invisibles because invisible gets really weird and out there and a whole lot more than what you've seen in the matrix but i have seen those scenes you know comparison and you anyone can google this the invisibles the matrix you on it'll come right up and check it out for yourself but yeah it's you know but as far as like Hollywood not having new ideas and stuff like that, I don't worry about that. If the Wachowskis want to do another The Matrix movie with Michael B. Jordan or whoever the F they want to do it with, mm-hmm. I'm down for that. And, you know, I want to see it. Like, I'm, I, they, yeah. I'm, 
listen, like I said, as, as long as they're not literally doing the same story again, uh, I'm for yeah. it. Like, I don't mind it because, first of all, The Matrix was supposed to star a black man in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm up for it. The only thing that someone had else had said, which I agree with, is like, is Michael B. Jordan the only one? that y'all could tap like there's there's others and and there's others i'm not i'm always about people getting a bag don't get me wrong i'm also about allowing new or people doing the necessary to find new talent true but people had like you know he's gotten every bag in the world you know like it's just that my you know man what? gotta live you know like right. they're like them, them bags don't last you know like but no the thing is it's not about the fact that oh he can't get all of that it's that his name pops up it's seemingly all the time for everything. Um, that man, e- even that if it's just puts, talking, it just seems like. That name puts like, money in, that name puts asses in seats. And that's well, what, you know, that's what matters. Right. So, you know, I, I, I understand the, the aspect of wanting to get somebody else in the paint. At the same time, I'm not mad about this as long as it's, 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 it's a new, con- at least to a degree, it's a new concept. And it's not Michael B. as Keanu. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for that too. <laughs> Honestly, I can't lie. You really would. You really would. See Michael B. Keanu, like just that. Yeah, I mean, just him, like, like, like him actually replaying the whole Matrix. You know, like with just Michael B. Jordan in it. I mean, it would be kind of fire if, like, for the first couple of minutes, it was or it was literally like that, and then it like effed flipped. up, it flipped yeah. on you. Like that would be cool. No, I would just love to see it. Like, <laughs> just. Like, <laughs> Like a table read with Michael B. Jordan, because like I mean, whoa, I can... <laughs> yeah, I did the Keanu, whoa, yeah. whoa. Oh, all right, yeah. Oh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. I, I, I think honestly, though, I really think that's more rumor than anything. That does not sound like something that the Wachowskis or Michael B. Jordan are interested in at this point. You know, I'm maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but we'll see. You know, money does talk, and like I say, them bags. It's been a while since what have had a bag come through. So you know, mm. I'm sure, but I'm sure their bags is pretty limitless at this point, right? <laughs> like uh, I'm just saying, like you know, I don't, I do not think they're strapped for cash right Two now. Two words: speed racer. Yo, some people love that joint though. I've I've never been able to get through it. Yeah, it's not that. I, I, you know, um, all right. With that, I think we're going to take a quick break right here and we'll be right back with more of the For All Nerds show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor. And when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast. And when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world, hip-hop culture i'm watching for all nerds hey this is logan browning and when i'm not trying to take over netflix i'm looking to for all nerds. yo what up this is yahya abdul mateen the second i play black manta in the aquaman movies 
And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, Fire Artist, co-creator of Aztec, Fire Artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Homes, don't forget Watson the Homes, award winner of Watson the Homes, Glyph Award, eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerds Show. And as always, you know, if you are one of those generous, loving souls out there, you can hit us up, patreon.com slash forallnerds. And, you know, for the price of a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Ben. No, for real, though, for real, though. Shout out to everybody on Patreon. You know, we got a lot of tears over there. You can get, you know, some swag thrown your way, all kind of greatness, just some, you know, good feelings and love. You get to ask anything in these equally asked questions. You get all kind of stuff that you can only see on Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. You know, it's right there. Just show some love. Thank you very much to everybody already showing love. Everyone out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean. Absolutely. Please. Yeah. Like, it means so much. Like, we, we I know you shared recently, Ben, a comment from a listener um, that when they just mm. said that we we got them through some dark times in their life. And, I, like, that's not the first that we've heard that, but, like, it still hits me in my gut. Like, like the emotion behind that, the fact that we're able to do that for other people, like that means a lot. And just besides just meaning a lot, that just, it just, elev- it just makes me feel like what we're doing is elevated beyond just, you know, yes, we're making you guys laugh. Yes, we're talking about stuff you're interested in, but we're also helping to make your lives better. And I, I couldn't, I would have never thought that I would be on a show, podcast, whatever that could do that for people. And I'm grateful for that. Oh man, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, see, I'm, I'm being flabbergasted right now, just <laughs> even trying to say anything about it because, for real, that means so much to me. That's why I had to hit that listener up and ask them, could I even repost that? You know, I took their name and everything out of it because they didn't want to, you know, be yeah, known by yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fully understandable. Yep, and privacy and all that. And I was just like, yo, thank you so much, though. I wanted people to see because that type of stuff means more than. You know, I mean, as much as the Patreon means, thank you. You know, thank you. That mean that that means a lot too, because that means like people are actually putting like dollars, you know, down and being like, "Yo, we really support this movement you have here." But mm-hmm. when people hit us up and just send messages like that, that really blows my mind. And when I meet people and they talk about the show and how much it means to them, and you know, like that person said, they got them through some dark times because this show has gotten me through dark times. You know, so just being on the show. 
and being able to talk and being able to relate to people who feel the same way I do about certain things and just know that there are people listening. And that drives me so much because that makes me come in every week and get into the spaceship and rock the show every week because I know that people need this to get them through their lives. And so I'm like, yo, okay, I'm here. You know, why not? Like, I enjoy doing it. It's one of the best times of the week for me every time doing the show. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, you know. I, and I was just going to add, you know, bes- besides what you guys say that we're doing for you, you're also saving us. Believe that. Y'all, y'all, y'all yes. are caping for us. Like, you don't understand how much your energy contributes to us and how that helps with our creativity and helps us do better and just want to just just excel. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. But, you know, we've been talking about ourselves and all that for a second <laughs> right here. So let's get to what everybody wants to hear, the geekly asked questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra, where we answer any and all questions that you send in any topic geek related or not it does not matter you know we will talk about anything and all on here and if you're one of those people at patreon.com slash for all nerds at a certain level of course you can ask literally anything Mm -hmm. and we will answer don't matter you know okay yeah we'll definitely read it on the show oh okay all right (laughs) ben i mean we'll definitely answer all right, I'll, I'll put it out there. I'll answer it. <laughs> Let Depending go. on what the question is, but yeah. Yeah, if you keep asking me about American Gods, so, oh, man, or the <laughs> WGA, I, I told you. You got nothing else to say about that. Nothing else to say about that. Right. But what do we have tonight? Tonight up first comes from Mike Quiet 2185 They write, I'm actually a big fan of the Highlander movies and TV show, but I'm even more so a fan of them as a concept. That could have been done. That could have always been done better. I have also always wondered how the property never really had an actual video game where it would be a mix of like Mega Man, Mortal Kombat, and possibly RPG elements with the passage of time, backstory, and running into other immortals. I feel right now would be the perfect time for a complete reboot of the entire property. Again, this is about Highlander. So my question is, what property? You, did you feel had a great concept, but either poor execution or didn't live up to its fullest potential that deserves a ground up reboot? All right, first of all, I had to ask, Tatiana, have you ever even seen Highlander? I've seen enough to know what's going on. Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, I've never seen the show. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I, I've heard the show is pretty good. I've never seen know? the show. I've never seen yeah. the show. Yeah. I've heard it's like good to really dope. I've seen the like um, first movie. There were several movies, but. From what I understand, most of the movies are hot garbage other than the first one. <laughs> and then, uh, like, the show is really good. Mm, okay. Like, yeah, the rest of the movies were just cashing in or, like, were made by different companies, whatever, you know. They might not even be hot garbage. Who knows? I've heard – I've never heard anything good about the rest of them, though. But, you know. I, I mean, mean, the besides, first, besides yeah. like, just like how Mike Quiet is saying, just besides the overall concept, I haven't really heard yeah. great things about it. Yeah, the first one is just probably really campy at this point, and you know a lot of like goofiness. But it was, you know, it was a, it's a cool Sunday afternoon flick. You know, to this day, I'm sure. Um, as far as what concepts, like so what I feel property? like, yeah, okay. never. Well, <laughs> think about this. You know, funny enough, a lot of the Wachowski films that had came out. I mean, obviously within the Matrix series itself, but also after that 
didn't necessarily live up to Mm. at least in my eyes the expectation that i had because i had an amazing concept and then was just like for example cloud outlast cloud Mm. outlast was woefully boring like bored to tears and i and it was really hard to get into at least myself and it was just long as hell but the idea of like these two actors playing multiple people in different places over time. Like I thought, and, and how they were supposed to be completely different people that somehow kept finding their way back to each other. I thought that concept was phenomenal, but the execution in my head was, was, was a bit poor. Mm. So you know, I've never, yeah. I've never peeped at uh speed racer. I never peeped once. Like I said before, but I keep wanting to, cause I've heard certain people say it's like really amazing. I mean, it looks but, good. And yeah, and, visually and all that. And that's yeah. what I, sometimes I get nervous about when it comes with the Wachowskis because ever you know besides all the matrix stuff it's just like there's a lot of stuff that looks real good but then it breaks down when it comes to the functionality of it like people have that have that feedback when it comes to things like v for vendetta that it looks real good like from a cinematography perspective from a cool perspective everything looks slick and flashy but then when Mm -hmm. you get down to the meat and bones of it it's just like eh. I've never seen that, nor have I read the comic. I never read the comic, but I've seen, but I've seen V for Vendetta, the movie, several times, and Mm. it's okay. Yep, it's definitely okay. It 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 can use some work. The comic is supposed to be a classic. Never peeped it. Mm. Never, yeah, never read it. Um, back to what concepts? It's always a tough one for me because, um. I definitely agree on Highlander. A Highlander reboot right now, I'd be down for. I would definitely be down for that with no question, you know, no questions asked. I feel like you could get a lot of dopeness out of Highlander. That's the same thing I felt about Matrix. Like when people are like, eh, well, I'm like, no, because the first one is dope, but there's a lot you could mm-hmm. get out of Matrix. Like I was always disappointed because there's a lot in the second one that they talk about how, and then if you read a lot of the backstory and stuff, yeah. how these like, the second or third version of the Matrix had like vampires and werewolves yep, yep, and all that in yep. it. Like and I, so I was like, that's interesting. You know, yep. some of that stuff I'd like to see. And and like the Animatrix I thought was incredible. That was dope. Sick. So Yeah. So that's for me. I feel like there's always more from that. So I would go with those two. And uh, oh, just personally, because I love it. Uh, the Lost Boys. Like, yeah, I just, I mean, I was just, I never peeped any of the rest of the films and stuff and, or comics. I've heard there were some good comics, but the original Lost Boys movie and even like uh, the other one by Clive Barker, Nightbreed. And no, there was, but he did one about vampires too. Um, Nightbreed is more about these like mutant type dudes. I can't remember right now, but any good 80s vampire flick, I'd love to see redone right now. Yeah, Lost Boys especially. Oh, you you have a hankering for a, a vampire flick. I love. I mean, I'm I'm a definitely old school '80s vampire. You know, classics are some of my favorite films. Lost Boys is one of my favorite movies. Like that is such a you know just classic concept and and film to me. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, the next question comes from Tia B seven thirteen, aka Quiet Stormborn chocolate tie fighter and hashtag polar bears need love too wow <laughs> so they write i just caught you know tundra the polar bear cat? like <laughs> that's how he sets it up yo shout out to young guru i was talking to him and he was talking about he was crying through that whole you know like just 
could oh, not oh, stop through that laughing. whole exchange about the polar bear? Through everything. Like, he loved it, thought it was incredible as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Quiet Stormborn Oof. writes, I just copped Immortal Hulk Volume 1. Wow. And the opening wow. line says, in every mirror are two people, the one you see and the other one, which mm. begs the question, which version of ourselves do we choose to let the world see? When you think of the podcasting experience being as personal as it is, have you guys always revealed who you are from the start? Or did you consciously hold back aspects of your personality until you became more comfortable? I admire your transparency and I love the show. That's a great question. Great question. Uh, I'll let you answer that first since I answered the last one first. Ha <laughs> ha. Did you though? Because I, I said Matrix first. But anyway, um, right. I... For me, yeah, I definitely, especially for something that's brand new, especially something where I'm learning the listenership, I'm learning how to even build and frame a show. Yeah, I'm probably going to hold back aspects of my personality because, and that's also just me personally. My, I, I want to protect myself because I, I don't think everyone necessarily deserves all of me, including every aspect of my personality. So, yeah, I, I do. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would use the term hold back. I would say protect Cause that's how I feel what I'm doing. Um, and also like when you're, especially when you're new to a medium. So if you're new to podcasting or you're new to doing something on air, like where you're on TV or something like that, like you're going, you may or may not, but, but lots of people, you're not necessarily comfortable right away. So there, you may, for me, go about it, like trying to just be perfect, trying to hit the, you know, hit the lines where you're supposed to hit the lines, hit those notes you're supposed to hit and just, just try to make it happen until you get to a point where you almost like you, what's the, what's that called? You're almost in a flow. Like you know exactly what's to come next. You know, you just are, you are, you are, you are the show as opposed to being a piece, a, a separate piece of it. So, um, yeah, you know, just the podcasting, this experience of podcasting and just my whole entire career of podcasting has been personal. Um, but I have evolved in terms in terms of sharing the aspect of my personality. Yeah, everything you just said, I agree with. Uh, what's also very really funny about this show and about podcasting in general is like, especially for us, you can pretty much go back and listen to the very first time that either of us did a podcast as far as I know. I know you can for me because like, you know, if you go back to Combat Jazz show, you can hear the first time that I was on the show. Mm. And you can hear the very first episode of Fanbro Show, now For All Nerd Show. And you can hear me and Chico when we first did the show. There, I think it was a there is a lost episode of Fanbro Show that <laughs> it's flo- is it I think it might be online. It's floating out there in SoundCloud. Perhaps. It's somewhere, perhaps. But there's a couple of episodes that never really aired. But beyond that, you can hear our evolution, you know, and you can hear from the very first shows all the way till right now. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have gone back and listened to some of those early episodes and I feel like I've grown a hell of a lot. But I would think that anybody does, you know, in any creative endeavor, when you sit there and do it over and over week after week, I feel like if you're not growing, then what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. And I would like to think that I got better and better at this or at least more. Now, there's. I don't know about better. I think it's more about being A to B yourself at something like this. It's and expressing what's inside of you to the outside world at something like this. I think I might have gotten 
more. It's I want to say easier to do either. It's just I let it happen more, I guess now, where I'm just more okay. myself and everything, and I can yeah. just you know be very personable and talk about very personable things. There's a lot of stuff in my past that I didn't always want to talk about when I was a podcaster, but shout outs to Combat Jack, rest in peace. He was the person who would force me to talk about things on the show, even when I didn't want to talk about them. And so because of that, I learned to talk about whatever. And I think there's not much I hold back right now. There's still certain things that I just won't talk about on the show because I feel like, you know, or in public in general, I'm a very personal thing about, you know, my own personal life. But as far as my feelings and what I want people to hear, I think that I've gotten more just I'm going to say how I feel about something and express myself to the fullest and not really care what people think. I I think that's a big part of it too, you know, and I think that you have to be able to do that because to be really truthful to yourself and to be really just truthful and honest in anything you do, you can't care what people think. You have to just say and speak your mind and don't worry about the reaction until, you know, the reaction comes and then you deal with it then if you're going to be honest, if you're going to speak from your heart. And I feel like if you want to do podcasting, that's what really matters is speaking from your heart and doing this honestly. So, yeah. Okay, Reverend Ben Amin. Thank you. Preach. Hey, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> but that is that that is a great question too. You know, I, I will agree. That is you know, yeah, real. Yeah. Um, yep. we have one more gua question. This one comes from Amberlynn. They write, it's another New York Comic Con question, but this time from a first timer. They continue, this year will be my first time going to NYCC and my first time going to a big con in general. I was supposed to go to this scam con that should not be named, and clearly Ouch. that did not happen, but I did go to a smaller pop-up con that happened um, in their area. What advice do you have for a first-timer going to NYCC? Also, I couldn't get a Saturday pass, but I was thinking about still staying in the area of Javits Center for the day to see if there were any events or just cool cosplayers to meet. Is this a good idea, or should I just hop on a train and go home after my con day instead? Love and light, Amberlynn, a.k.a. the Captain Marvellous, Mrs. Mizell, a.k.a. Stone Cold Steve Rogers. <laughs> That's cute. Um, you want to answer first, or you want me to go first? Steve Rod. Oh, okay. It took, I'm like, damn, I'm <laughs> slow. That took me a second. Yeah. It's okay. Stone Cold Steve Rogers. That's pretty good. Uh, well, what's Mrs. I didn't, I didn't get the second one, but Mrs. Mizell. Is that a Mizell? Is that just something I'm missing? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if I I know that one. Yeah, I don't know. But Captain Marvel is. I like I like that. Yeah, um, anyway, <laughs> back to the point. I definitely say you should stay around. In fact, you might want to hit up contact at forallnerds.com because yeah. you know things can happen. We'll see what you know can be done. Stranger things. Stranger things have happened. You know, I will say that. So you know, hit us up. Um, as far as staying around on Saturday because. You know, let's just yeah, hit us up. Things we'll be talk. happening. Things be happening. Things be happening. We'll talk. And so, um, even if things don't happen, I think staying around is always a good idea because yeah. it's lit on Saturday. All of New York City is down with Comic Con. There's all kind of parties, all kind of events you can attend off site. You know, from the Javits Center, yeah. there's all kind of like bar crawls. All, I mean, there's all kind of things going on. Even visiting comic shops and stuff like that in the area. 
Midtown is right up there by Javits, all that stuff, Midtown Comics. So I would, you know, definitely say stay around. And as far as advice for a first timer, wow, man. That's Especially a loaded question, Friday, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit is so dope. Like, Comic-Con, especially for a first-timer, is so overwhelming, I think, yes. at first. Yes. I would say wear comfortable shoes. Wear your most pair of comfortable shoes, your most comfortable clothing. Bring some water, but not too much. Um I don't know if you can. No. Are they allowed to bring water? Or do they? they oh, you're right. Throw it out? Yeah, I don't know. You might have to throw it out. Okay, I would say this. There, um, there's always, you know, like the most important things: where to eat, where to use the bathroom. You know, go downstairs. There's a nice little food court. They've really expanded that. There's, you know, you'll be able to find a bathroom without a long line. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I mean, there's focus. <sighs> um, I was just gonna add. Yeah, focus, like, you know, pre-plan, you know, pre-plan your Friday, you know, like, yeah. get on the website, get on the app beforehand, don't try and you do this, write it down inside or have it in your notes because the Wi-Fi in there is to be rough, you know, might be good, might be bad, but get your game plan together, figure out where you want to go, who you want to meet, who you want to talk to. Yeah. Artist Alley, I will always encourage everyone, Artist Alley is that joint for meeting if you want to meet creators and stuff, that's probably your best bet because otherwise you're going to stand in mad lines. But sometimes you can find people in Artist Alley and they just chill by themselves. It's so dope. You know, I've met some of my favorite people in the world there. And it's also dope for getting a lot of pics of cosplayers and stuff like that. You know, that's a little inside scoop. But, um, yeah. Oh, man, you're going to have such a ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. First, congratulations. Really yeah. happy you're you're going to be there. And as Ben Ami said, you should absolutely stick around on any day you, you want to just be around, stick around. Because there's, as he said, there's plenty of stuff happening offsite. And by offsite, we mean like within maybe a 10 block radius. There, there are always like activations happening where you can get free swag. There's always um, uh, screenings and other free events that you don't necessarily need a badge to get into. Um, and lots of it's just like just sign up based or, or RSVP based. So be on the lookout for those. And definitely if you have the time, I would encourage you just come through anyway. Um, hit us up too, but come through anyway, just as, and as for a general statement, come through anyway, because you still will see the ri- ri- ridiculous amount of amazing po- cosplayers. You'll still just have uh, an incredible time. There'll still be great food all around food trucks, um, Hang out around I mean, for it's everybody. New York. It's New York, right? Yeah. And, and, I mean, it, it, it's just because of the magnitude of this event. It, as Ben, I mean, mentioned, it is quite overwhelming. And as a first timer, do not, do not freestyle <laughs> New York Comic Con. Do not freestyle mm-hmm. your visit. Plan, plan, plan. Even as as a as a veteran, it's really important to plan because. People, especially first-timers, don't realize just how big the Javits Center is and how hard it is to get literally from one side to another because especially it'll it'll be situations where you'll have a panel that's in the lower level to the, you know, the south wing, and then you have another panel you want to hit up that's all the way by Artist Alley where Artist Alley used to be at, and that's literally on the basically the north side of the building. And Mm -hmm. it's so usually people speaking like, oh, it's not that long of a walk. Yeah, but multiply that by, I don't know, 60,000 people milling about. Half Mm -hmm. of them are in cosplay. Half of those cosplay are like 
three, six, you know, three, five, six feet tall. So just imagine you are in the most crowded train station and those people are wearing costumes and you got people, you got press in there. So you got people taking pictures and videos and crowding doors and like, I, I, I mean, I say it's not like a complete clusterfuck, but it's not like this thing where you can just breeze through. Yeah, no, it's not even that. I mean, it's definitely not something you could breeze through, but I think it's more so that you'll want to stop and take pictures of everything. That too. That's the problem. That too. I mean, there's going to be times where you want to stop, and there's going to be times where you have to get from point A to point B. You can't. You can't yeah. deal with it. You just you're just trying to get through. So it's it's it's, it's both. So mm-hmm. plan, plan, plan. Uh, as as he said, wear comfortable shoes, sneakers, whatever that means for you. Um, sometimes October can be weird in New York. You know, some Octobers it, it'd be hot as shit. Other Octobers it'd be like pouring down, raining. Just mm-hmm. be prepared. Uh, bring a you know, look at the weather report the day of. Bring a bring a light jacket, especially if it's gonna be hot because the AC gonna be blasting. Um, bring cash, okay. Because lots of times you can, if there's a long line somewhere, you can skip a lot of those people if you're paying in cash. Because most of those people yep. are paying with cards. Facts. And and, uh, and sometimes, like when you're talking about the vendors, because there are vendors inside the the floor that you can just buy from. Um, sometimes you can get a discount if you pay mm-hmm. with cash. Yep. So cash is king. Um, if you have it, just 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 if you can bring it with you as much as possible, um, ha- it, it'll make things easier. Haggle and walk around too. Like if you Haggle. see some, if you see something in one vendor's table, yes. walk around. You know, unless it's that joint that like you've been waiting for. Because I know, like yeah. one time I wanted these Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey figure. You know, it was like the two pack in them, mm-hmm. and I saw it at one joint, and I was like, I'll wait for it. You know, I'll find it some up. No. No, no. If it's something super unique like that, yeah. then the the most you can do is haggle with the person. And I even suggest, especially if it's if it's something that's not going to move really fast off the shelf, wait until Sunday because that's the day. But they only have a one day, so okay. But if, you but don't, if, yeah. if, if uh, but like I said, for those who are, yeah, is there and it's something that's not going to get sold out. Wait till Sunday because lots of these vendors don't want to pay for the fees to ship all that shit back to wherever they came yep. from, so they're more willing to part with their wares at a discount um but haggling is important um and especially i think that's even more paramount look around at other vendors because a lot most of that stuff is repeated 10 times over in 10 Mm -hmm. different booths and the price points can vary by five dollars sometimes ten so Mm -hmm. don't so if you get all starry-eyed about something don't get too starry-eyed again unless it's like super unique you can probably find it like two tables down yeah especially um, yeah. t-shirts of anything of that nature you're gonna see the same t-shirts over and over again and different people have different prices yeah. we, you'll find a sweet ass deal you'll you'll meet a vendor who you know likes you or you like them and you'll be like okay yeah you know there's like this old older couple who i met this year who people tell me have been coming for years and they have the best deals on t-shirts mm. like their table is lit it's this older woman and her husband like they're you know, definitely 60 years plus and, you know, but, but they had cool the cool as hell and had the best deals, like yeah. easily. Their prices were the best. And that leads me to my last point about when you're there, if, you, if you're if you into it and you're okay with it, you know, from a personal level, network, talk to people, make mm-hmm. friends and, 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 and really talk to just just learn about other people while you're there you're literally gonna run into people all over the world whether they're vendors whether they're fellow attendees cosplayers whatever the case may be like 
if you happen to be sitting next to somebody and y'all just looking off into space, talk to them. Mm-hmm. You never know what what they're doing, what they're about. You never know what they may be interested in. And, and for all you know, that could that's your next project. That's your next personal goal. And or that's your next bestie. So, it, yep. you know, if you're about it, like, you know, learn and, and meet new people. And and this is something that I always tell the For All Nerds team, and I'll say this, don't sit still. Oh, Stay no. moving because you never know, you know, who you're going to run into. Like, I mean, I ran into one time just because I needed to get something to eat and I had to go to this one spot. I ran into a person who I hadn't seen in years, which led me to one of the biggest trinettes we've ever had for this show. Right, right. And then another time I'm walking outside and I see Rob LaField just sitting on the curb. And no you one know, notices. And that's No the thing. one knew who There's... Rob, yeah, what he looked like right. really, except his super fans like me. And I see him and he's just sitting on the curb drawing. I'm like, yo, what up, Rob? You know, and he talks to me for a second. So nobody a was bothering him. Nobody there was, was no bothering sign him. behind him. So it wasn't like there was a line of people waiting to speak to him. Uh, later on, when he was sitting at this table, there was 150 see? Deadpools mobbing him and you couldn't get within five feet of the dude. See? And, that, and, and that's like... Even though I want to say that's just unique to that one time, no, this literally happens every year in Comic Con. Like, every year, and also just like as he says, as you're walking about, you can be going in one direction, and then some. You know, Karen, Karen Gillan, he may be walking in the opposite direction. Yep. You know, and then you go, hey man, you know, I, I love Wicked and Divine, and you might be able to have a chat with them. So, like I said, you know, everything that we just said is is prime advice, and and I think this is the last last for me. Come as early as possible. Yes. Come as early as possible because them lines is no joke. No joke. And yeah, just, you know, have fun, man. It's so dope. Like, I mean, every year I'm hyped for it, but I remember that first year I was like, oh my God, this is so silly. But every year I walk in there and I'm like, wow, look at Comic Con again. Lit. I'm exhausted by the end of the weekend, but that first day I'm like, yes, like, let's go. This shit about to be so dope. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. Right. All right. So that is it for Guac. As usual, if you have a Guac question, whether it be about things like how to attend Comic Cons, uh, how to, I don't know, what to name your firstborn, or anything, geek culture, pop culture, personal, whatever type of question you have, we are happy to talk about it and hopefully answer it hit us up contact at forallnerds.com alternatively if you want to hit us up on the socials at for all nerds uh and you can also add us as well like I, we always try to incorporate that into the show as well if you ask us like a question that that would be really good to ask the rest of the team so hit us up all right yes thank you for those questions shout outs to the person who was asking about immortal hulk and the quotes in there because that leads perfectly into our net segment comic side are you trying out for voice uh, voice acting because like this whole episode you've been going wild with i'm voices. <laughs> definitely if anyone actually somebody was tweeting about that and talking about you know getting more people of color and i hit them up because I would love to do some voice acting. I would love to be the voice of a cartoon. Like, oh my oh, God, yeah. please. I, let think my, it I think my voice is too annoying, but. No, I, no, I would, come on. People I listen to us so every week. What are you talking about? They, uh, well, they would, no, no, they would love to hear us on cartoons. Trust me on that. I'm it's going to happen. That, like, I'm putting it out into the universe. 
voice acting on a cartoon this year. That's true. So, yeah. Oh, you know, th- th- thank you, universe. And, all right, yeah, like I said, comments I copped, you know, where we talk about all our comments we've been copping, everything we've been reading. And, you know, thank you to everybody, as always, for using that hashtag, comics I copped, on Twitter, on Instagram, letting me know what you've been copping, what you've been reading, what you're looking into, what you've been thinking about, all that good stuff. This week, I want to give a shout-out what the hell have I been reading? Y'all, I've actually been reading a lot of various comics, but I don't know if anything really deserves a comics I cop shout out right now, except for I do, once again, I did recently reread the whole of Immortal Hulk because the latest issue of it f me up like every issue of that does. So I wanted to go back and reread it. And... I'm once again, like I would say it again and again, like go pick up those trades. Like it's in, it's really that good. Like it, Immortal Hulk is by Al Ewing and I can't remember the artist's name right now. I'd have to look it up. But it's basically making the Hulk into a horror story. And Man, while so also sick. showing off the history of the Hulk in the Marvel Universe Looking into like a lot of stuff about what makes him tick, what makes Bruce Banner tick, why the Hulk has all these various incarnations from the gray version to the smart version that you saw in Endgame just now. All of these different versions of the Hulk are referenced, and it's just such an incredible book. Like, I cannot get over how good it is. The latest issue has yet another cliffhanger where I'm just like, what the fuck's going to happen next? And it's so damn fire. Like, straight up and down, so fire. Mm. Um, I recently finally finished The Trade of Mr. Miracle by Tom King. How's that going? I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. That's I did disappointing. Not, yeah, it, it's weird. Like, Tom, you know, as, a, as we all know, one of my favorite authors of recent years. And... I just was not blown away by Mr. Miracle. I know a lot of people were. I think it won an Eisner. Like, it's, you know, people put it up there with his vision, with his Omega Men. And me personally, I enjoyed those a lot more. I think vision, if you want to, you know, we talk about it, you've read it. It's it's just a classic. And I think Omega Men is right up there with it. Like, mm. I'm not as blown away by Mr. Miracle right now. So, I, 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 don't, I don't know. That one that one didn't get me. You know, that, that really didn't get me. But in some new books that are out right now, I do want to give a shout-out to Excellence. The second issue that dropped is by Brandon Thomas, Kari Randolph, and Emilio Lopez, all of them friends of the show. But it's about Excellence. is from Image Comics, and it's two issues in right now. And it's about this family who's involved so far i still haven't finished reading the second issue but it seems that they're all involved in magic it's kind of like a black ass harry potter in america (laughs) but they're also like kari was talking in the liner notes to the second second issue how the characters exist behind the scenes you know of the world and they're dope but they don't get known for being dope and so it's a, going to be a long-running series. Kari is already was talking about that in the second issue, so I still can't give you much on it because, like I say, I've only read the first issue. But 
Excellence out by Image Comics. The first issue already went to a second printing. So, you know what I mean? It's something you should definitely pick up. People of color creating a book about people of color. Like, yes. I mean, come on now. Support. Seriously. You know? Yeah, seriously. Support. We're going to have them on the show very soon. We've had Kari on the show a couple of times. Emilio as well. But we got to have them all three on the show very soon. And speaking of having on the show very soon and books you need to read, like I always talk about Wicked and Divine. Um, and if you're not reading it, I think you should be, especially, you know, I'm just going to say that, put that out there. We got a little something coming. <laughs> and also the first trade of a book called Die by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. Happy birthday to her. Her birthday was actually last week. But Die refers to dice. And the first trade is out. That's you know, it's one of those books you can just buy the first trade. You don't need to know anything about anything else. It has no relation to any other comics. It's its own story. And short story is, I've told, talked about it before, but the short story is that it's a book about these six teenagers who are playing this role-playing game. They all get together one day for oh, yeah. one of their friend's birthdays, I and they play, they're play. they playing this role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And they all vanish. And then they all reappear, I want to say, six or five years later i can't remember exactly what it is but one of them doesn't reappear and they can't talk about anything that happened to them and then the book jumps ahead again to when they're like in their late 30s or mid to late 30s and they're all drawn together back in and they go back to that fantasy world wherever they were for those six years time and so the book is about Kieran Gillen said he was inspired by the old Dungeons and Dragons cartoon where these kids get trapped in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. So the book is about exploring various genres of fantasy and different, you know, realms and worlds of fantasy. Like, I'm sure at one point there's going to be a Harry Potter issue. Like, the third issue was all about Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. And it's one of the best issues, I will say, this year in comic books, like the best single issues this year in comics. It's fucking phenomenal. And I think the trade and the first five issues that are in the trade are also some of the best comics you'll read this year. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Die by Kieran Dillon and Stephanie Hans with, I mean, absolutely beautiful art. And speaking of beautiful art, I want to go back to Essence. Cause that boy, Kari Randolph, is fucking killing that He's shit. He's so fire. Yo, he keeps stepping it up, and he is stepping it up so hard on Excellence. So I want to give him a shout-out to that because he he was on Twitter bigging up um, Trad Moore for his stuff in Silver Surfer Black, which is also crazy. But I want to big up Kari because he is doing the Lord's work on Excellence. Like I, like I said, I still don't know what exactly the story is about, but the art alone is worth picking it up for. So make sure you check that out. And that is it for comics I copped this week. Thank you, as always, for using the hashtag. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's about it. Comics I copped. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, I wanted to just drop two more items. Um, first of all, we got to check out and support Queen and Slim, coming out soon by Lena Waithe and Melina Masukas. Um, I know, Ben, You, I don't think you've seen the uh, trailer. The, the trailer yet, but to give you a high level understanding basically it's it's a couple it's daniel kalua and jody smith they Mm -hmm. they play the respective um queen of smith respectively and they are at a quote-unquote routine traffic stop that goes left 
and more or less is kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. Well, Ooh. it is a Bonnie and Clyde situation. Like if you think think about, I don't know if you ever seen any of the visuals from the On the Run tour with J and B, but mm. a lot of that background visual that they shot for the tour. It's it's is a similar feel, and and yeah. M- Melina is a longtime collaborator with with Beyonce, so it makes a lot of sense. But oh wait, is this Melina who yes. um did the po- uh, did formation yes. and also oh okay keep yes. on moving keep it moving you, yeah you like that right <laughs> I like that you um, know she kept it moving you know that's yeah. all I can say on that yeah so it looks it's gonna release November twenty seventh uh, twenty nineteen um it looks incredible just I mean. Melina's, she is a be- beast. Right, She's Melina's, a fucking beast. Her yo. work is so, always so 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 beautiful, and the way she shoots black people, and the way mm-hmm. she 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 shoots us with so much love. So yes. you know, again, why we say it's so important to to support our own. Like it's it's just incredible. Just the, from the just from the way things look, let alone you know how this is gonna pull the whole story is gonna play out. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, also in the movie is Chloe Seven, I believe Sevigny, Sevigny or Sevigny. Um, I apologize. I never know how to pronounce it. that, but I love her. Never. She's a great actress as well. Um, everybody's favorite actor, Bokeem Woodbine, is also going to be in it. Oh my God! Yeah, and and a few more others. So definitely look, be on the lookout for that. Watch the trailer if you haven't already. Really excited about that. Queen and Slim. Uh, and also congratulations to Ruthie Carter, Lawrence Fishburne, and Chris Hensworth, who are all getting stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Nice. And since we had the brother Chico Leo in the house last week, I want to give him a special shout out and his new podcast, which is dropping or has already dropped now, Sword and Standle, the history in pictures. You can listen to that right now on the Loudspeakers Network, Sword and Standle, where Chico Leo is talking about the history, the history of the world as it's told through pictures and films, basically. So he's going to every week, he's going to take a couple of films that relate from whatever era he's talking about in history and then break it down how these films show that history or don't show the real history, as is often the case. And, you know, Chico Leo don't pull no punches. So check that out. Sword and Scandal on the Loudspeakers Network. But since Chico isn't here, I do have a pick of the week. Oh, uh-huh, something you might want to peep that I did not really think was going to be as good as it was. This film, Beats, is on Netflix right now. It's from director Chris Robinson. It's written by Miles Orion Feldsot, and it stars uh, Anthony Anderson from Blackish Fame. It also stars this rapper, Khalil Everidge is the actor's real name, but I think he's a rapper as well in real life. And he, this movie is dope as hell. It takes place in Chicago. It's about this young boy who has a traumatic experience in his life, but is also a gifted producer, like a gifted hip hop producer. Okay. And so Anthony Anderson is plays a security guard at his high school, but he's also a former manager of another rapper and has his own history and stuff that they get into in the film and his own past, his own troubles, whatever. But, it's a, just a dope-ass movie. Like, it's very well-written, very well-acted. All the characters are very well done. They all have, you know, their own stories, their own arcs. It's just really good, yo. Like, check this joint out because I really was like, oh, my God, you know, like, is this shit going to be some wad shit? And they just throw some, you know, dudes making beats on it on top of it and it's going to be some bullshit. <laughs> <coughs> 
I mean, you know what I mean? I'm very critical of that, you know, genre and of like, especially when you get into hip hop and into beat making and all that stuff. So I'm very critical of that. But it's really dope. And not only that, it really pays tribute to like Chicago and the Chicago style of beat making and like the music that comes out of Chicago and all of that. Which is different. Which is different. The hip hop there and house music and everything that's influenced, you know, by it and comes from it. So, I mean, highly recommend this joint, y'all. I think it's got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which I'm really happy to see because it's really good. Like, I was sitting, you know, because Netflix is really up and down in terms of quality. Yes. And this joint is fire. And, you know, I feel like Netflix doesn't get enough credit when it does put out this, like, this one and that other one. I'll see you yesterday about time travel with the young black kids. Both of them very dope films. Beats, directed by Christopher Robinson. You can peep it right now on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Like, it is fire, yo. Like, I was so surprised. Oh, I'm about that. It's in my queue. Yes. Right now. Word up. All right. Anything else before we get out of here tonight? Just the usual. Please be sure that you are subscribed to us on all platforms at SoundCloud, Spotify, 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 Google Play Music, <laughs> Stitcher. Soon. <laughs> Soon. Um, basically, everywhere you listen to your podcast, we're, we're probably on that bit. And make sure that not only are you subscribed, but that you are rating us. Give us all Z ratings. We need those. Please also leave comments. We read the comments. We respond to the comments. Those comments are important because that tells us that you are engaged with us. And it shows other people that you're engaged with us as well and that, hey, they could join in on the conversation too. So make sure you guys are doing that. And as Ben Amin had said earlier, if you have the means and want to support a brother and a sister, please hit up our Patreon patreon.com slash for all nerds where you for i guess you said less than a cup less than the price of a cup of coffee coffee per day oh my god (laughs) anyway depending on which tier you're in you are afforded some really cool exclusive items exclusive access exclusive videos and things like that and we also may surprise you with some things but you got to be a patron in order to get that so again that's patreon.com slash for all nerds you know, that's it's so wild, too, because that was actually the old school thing, like that Sally Struthers or whatever would say on those commercials when they oh were talking about God. feeding the kids in Africa. You know, I used to never be like, Wait, I know they just stealing that money. I know these white <laughs> motherfuckers ain't giving, feeding none of these kids. But anyway, um, oh they, she, she used to be like, you know, for less, for, the, for less than the price of a cup of coffee today. And I was like, bitch, where the fuck are you going to get a cup of coffee <laughs> for a dollar today? Like, you know, fuck out of here. <laughs> 